2018. Second and five. Oh, Henry stepping through a tackle, and he's taken off. Ward is chasing after him. He won't get there. Touchdown, Tennessee. 68 yards. Derek Henry. Welcome along to the Transatlantic Titans podcast. It is the off-season, so we are all clearly rusty, and you may not have any idea that this is about the third take of this. Um, full disclosure, I'm not going to be editing it any further, so this is definitely going to be it. Adam, Miles, Harry, and Neil are with you, and well, we're going we're gonna to chat a bit of stuff with, I guess, less urgency than usual which is why it's three weeks or whatever since the Super Bowl how are we all anyway we're doing good I think I'm still trying to be positive now about my uh, English football team rather than my American football team which is going equally as badly as the start of the Titan season was <laughs> well we well we'll get into how we think about about the Tennessee Titans season just gone and looking at looking ahead to free agency. Um, it's well, we're in for a treat this off season for the fact that there is actually some football to watch. I haven't really watched any of it, but Neil, you've got, you've got into the XFL. You're well, our resident expert. <laughs> I think uh, experts probably a loose term. I have watched, I think four of the six games in full, if you want to call that an expert. Um, I yeah. don't know. I don't know if uh, anybody who listens has been watching, or it'd be, be interesting to hear people's thoughts. But I think it's been quite entertaining, if I'm honest. I don't know if you guys want to give me your thoughts or ask me questions or whatever. I don't know how we're going to do this, but I would. Uh, I would start by probably saying it's worth a look. It's definitely worth a look. It is it. Is it too gimmicky, or or is it is it just fun in a? A kind of this is what the NFL could be if it wasn't so uptight with itself, kind of way, or is it? it is or does the sort of lower standard take away from it? I think, if I'm being honest, the the gimmicks that are in place or the gimmicks that they are using are actually make, making games a lot more entertaining because the 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 thing that has struck me mostly is the quality of the quarterback play is awful. <laughs> um, just there's no there's no real real way to sugarcoat it, but you've got Cardell Jones for DC, who looks good, who looks like he could end up in an NFL camp come this summer. Uh, same as PJ Walker for the Houston Roughnecks. Um, he looks kind of good, kind of explosive, kind of exciting, interesting, I would say. And uh, there's another guy called Jordan Tayamu. Um, an Hawaiian kid, and he's like early twenties. I don't, I don't think he's, he's, he has any NFL experience, but he looks kind of exciting as well too. But on, on the other McLean, side, yeah, on the other side of the coin, Matt McLean, Landry Jones, Aaron Murray all just look terrible. Just look as bad as they looked in the NFL. Um, I don't know if you saw Matt McLean at weekend. Um, they stuck a, a microphone in his face as they were coming off at half time. And they asked him what they thought they should change, and he just said everything. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, the the standard of play is up and down. I would say it's not outwardly terrible when you're watching it. The games move really fast. 
Um, and the the access is unbelievable. Um, the actual like cameras in the skybox where the offensive coordinators are, and the actual to do like a picture in picture. So you see the game in the middle, the one head coach on the right and one head coach on the left, and you can see them calling plays against each other. Um, and I think that's really cool. Um, but like I say, it's definitely well worth a look as far as if you're really craving some football. Yeah, yeah. Part, part, of, my, part of my issue is... Part of, part of my issue is that it's... You know, I, I sell being able to watch the whole season at home in the fact that it's September to February and then I'm not going to be watching <laughs> football for a few months. So it's like yeah. selling it. And it's not even just a Sunday night. It's Saturday night as well. Um, I might get away with the odd game, though. I, I fancy, fancy giving it a look. Sorry, I think Harry. I've looked... Sorry, Harry. I've looked at this week's fixtures, for instance, and because I've got to know the few, a few of the players and because it's only an eight or ten game season, some teams that are 0-2 are like now in a must-win situation. Um, <laughs> and, I, and I can now look at one of the teams and think, oh, X player plays for them or Z player plays for them. And I can get more, in, more invested and more interested in it as I've watched more of it, if you get what I mean. Because I think when I first put it on in week one, it just seemed like a lot of generic end of roster guys bashing into each other. And there were no really... I think now there's like, like stars and personalities developing from the games which is making it more appealing. <coughs> Sorry, Harry. In, were, in the, we're, we've both cut you off a couple yeah. of times. No, don't worry. I, I'm just more interested. Like, I've not watched a single down. But I've seen the highlight of the first kickoff and sort of the rules around that. One has there been one that's been broken far. Two, have you really difference in special teams plays and the way that coaches are managing it? Um, because, like, they've obviously angled it to make a huge difference but is it actually making a difference and can you see it come to the NFL I, I don't know if I could see it coming to NFL I think that's a, a big a big really statement or, or thing to to really say at this stage but I do really like the kickoff but when I first when I saw it in week one um, I weren't watching watching the first game I just saw this really strange kickoff appear on, on my Twitter timeline uh, where there's like two teams lined up either side of the 30 yard line they, those guys can't move until the receiver catches the ball. So basically what's happening is they're having to use technique rather than hitting each other with a head of steam and bashing into, some, bashing into each other and taking unnecessary hits when the ball's gone dead, which is what happens a lot in the NFL. So I think, I think there is that kickoff can be tweaked, but I think they have like took a step towards solving what's happening with kickoffs at the minute, definitely. I think there's, there's something in their kickoff that can be worked on and improved. And I've seen, there's, there's, I don't think there's been one broke for a touchdown yet, but I've seen big gains. And there seems to be a lot of like, um, within their rules, it seems to be easier to flip the momentum of a game. Like, for instance, if you're 17 behind in the XFL, it's a two-score game because you can go for three. Yeah, so uh, that that to me, I, I like it's gimmicky. It sounds fun, but like instinctively, you know the maths in your head, and it just it all feels natural, and it's what you're used to. Mind you, I, I said the same thing when the two point conversion came in in the nineties, whenever it was, and it's like that, that doesn't feel right. You can't be eight if you're eight points behind. That's two scores, and now it's got to be nine. And... See, this this is one of the things like the strength of the entertainment in the XFL as well. Has been like watching the coaches, like 
Bob Stoops, Mark Tressman, Pep Hamilton, and like actually being able to listen to them work and how they're going about games. But but the one drawback from that is you've seen how undecided they are about how to convert a touchdown. They don't yeah, know. Yeah. They, they don't they don't know whether to go for three. They don't know whether to go for two or just stick with the extra point because they're second guessing what the other team's gonna do. And there's there's no rhythm developed into a game where you can really assess a game script in the way that you can in NFL. It's it 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 hasn't like hit its groove in that respect, if you get what I mean. Yeah, I guess there's no data behind it. There's no analytics no, to say no. how what your percentage of conversions is for three points or two points or whatever. Um, um, we've got um, a few Titans alumni uh, in the league. Uh, yes. Norm, Norm Chow is the uh, offensive coordinator for the LA Wildcats, which could <laughs> possibly... Do, I, I, want, I want to know, how does Norm Chow get this gig? Like, wh- Where has he been for 10 years, firstly? Well, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it, it could be a precarious position because that is the team that sack their defensive coordinator after one game. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, I don't know where Norm stands uh, in LA, but they, they sacked the defensive coordinator after one game. The head coach took on the, the defensive coordinator duties and the camera caught him just sitting on bench sunning himself while, while their offense had the ball. <laughs> um and they ended up actually giving up more points and yardage in the second week than they did in the first week under the guy that got fired. So um, I, I guess that's the danger if it's not being taken that seriously by some involved. I think it's, it's a bit of fun. I think like um, I think the head coaches as well are actually the GMs. So there, there was something that happened with a, a an LA Wildcats player. I forget his name now, which is poor on my part, but he he was supposed to be seen as like one of the faces of the XFL, and he played in the first game for the Wildcats, had a fallout with with their coach, and now he's playing for DC. Um, the basically the sacked. Well, I don't know if they sacked him or he just decided not to turn up. But it, it was like reported as if they were a trade went down, some kind of trade. But mm. li- literally within a day. They were playing for a different team, so um, it's kind of like a, an NFL Europe setup as well, where they've got a team nine. So team nine's actually got an head coach, a defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, and a full pool of players. So if they wanted to extend the league, like they could play next week, effectively. Um, but if a team needs to make a transaction, they've got to look at team nine first. Okay before they actually dip into any kind of free agent pool, which I don't know whether that's a good or a bad thing because. I think if you you leave yourself open to getting any free agent, that's when you might have a chance of attracting like NFL names, if you get me. And speaking on that, attracting NFL names, there's a rule in the NFL that says you can't get a player unless he's been out of high school for two years, uh, three years, right? But the XFL, the XFL doesn't have that rule. So what is the potential chance of a college player or a five-star recruit going straight into the XFL? I know it's not happened this year, but maybe something to look out in the future and maybe to, to boost the popularity of... Uh, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I'm sure there's a, a tight end for um, the Dallas Renegades, I think, whichever team Landry Jones plays for, that is eligible for this year's draft. Um, he actually caught a few passes um, at the weekend. I just, for, I just forget his name off the top of my head, but it's from a really like obscure college called 
Stetson or something like that. It's, it's definitely a college Stetson. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Would, uh, wouldn't there be I, issues with like how many games they play in a 12-month period? Like yeah. CBA prevents players from you know, doing so much training or whatever. And I'm, I'm just thinking aloud that might be a... They have, that's another thing I was gonna I was gonna touch on. Like the referees have like let them play. Um, there's been a few iffy hits that you'd probably see get flagged in NFL. Nothing egregious where you could say the game wasn't safe, but a lot of like dropping your shoulder and leading with the crown of the helmet when you're rushing and things like that, which you just don't see in NFL nowadays. Uh, I suppose the cat rule's really crowd. weird as well. The catch rule's really weird as well. They can it can bobble. If if they've got control all the way through the catch, they hit the ground and it does bobble. It's still a catch, which I can't I can't really get down with if I'm honest. <laughs> I, I'm just not into that at all. I, I, for me, I know there's grey areas. Who's going to love it there? Yeah, I know there's grey areas with the catch in the NFL, but for me, you've got to have possession of ball. A bobbles no. A bobble for me should be an incompletion, but that's just me. I've, I've, they've tried to clean it up a little bit. I've never understood it either. It, like you think it, cricket or baseball, it it's made pretty clear what a catch is. I don't know why they can't. Anyway, yeah. that might be for another, might be for another day. Going back so, to, well, unless I mean, you mentioned Titans alumni. And, yeah, uh, I just I just run through the ones that I've written down here. Uh, we've got. Ladarius Wiley, a defensive back for the LA Wildcats. And we've got Himmel Precedent, St. Louis Battlehawks, defensive end. Mikhail Mackay, wide receiver for the New York Guardians. Um, his quarterback's Matt McGloin, so I'm guessing that guy is not really going to be catching <laughs> too, too many footballs. Uh, and we've got Trey McBride, who also plays for the LA Wildcats. Um, I always thought that guy was going to be quite decent, but never really happened for him. And Trey. yeah. Mm. I'd, I'd heard. I'm disappointed that I haven't heard Bishop Sankey crop up. I, if I, if I remember right, I think David David Cobb was in their uh, draft pool as well. If I remember right, but I don't think he, I don't think David Cobb's on a team. Um, I think um, it's just not good enough. St. Louis uh, Battlehawks have got a backfield of uh, Matt Jones and Christine Michael, which would have been a, a dream dynasty backfield about five oh, years ago. Yeah, Matt Jones. <laughs> if you had them to in your dynasty team uh, about five years ago, you'd have been set for years. <laughs> Quote unquote. Okay, I'm going to make a bit of an effort and try and catch at least a game this weekend. Let's see, see what I think. It'll be. It... Well, I think, look, uh, I think this weekend coming, St. Louis is having their uh, home opener. So, I mean, should be a decent atmosphere with them guys losing the Rams, etc. Yeah, yeah. So, and it's in the, uh, it's in the, the old rename. Dome. Yeah, but it's been renamed now, the Battle Dome. <laughs> 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 so, I don't know. I've no idea what a Battle Hawk is, but there we go. Uh, well, we might find, we like might find out. <laughs> Right, what what better way to get us back into the the Titans um, than a little quiz? And just to, I mean, I've tried not to think too much about how the season ended for us <laughs> since it, since it did. But Harry, you've got something for us. Fill us in. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, so I thought what would be a nice way to sort of open our first off-season uh, podcast is to do a little quiz um, throughout um, the year. So a couple of questions or a question from each um, week that, that we took part in. And, uh, and hopefully we'll, uh, we'll get a couple right, we'll get a couple wrong. And if you want to play along at home or in your car or wherever you decide to listen to this podcast, uh, I'm sure you'll be shouting at, at your phone or whatever you use. Uh, because as you know, we are pretty useless when it comes to quizzing. You just um, went for so... Richard Osman there, which is good. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, play along at home and see if you get that point. <laughs> <laughs> And is there more pointless quiz than one of the transatlantic titans? Uh, Absolutely not. Perfect. So we get straight into it. So we're starting week one. Uh, I sort of tally up a score as we go along, uh, but let's make it uh, more of a if we struggle, no one gets a point. Uh, so week one, which two players scored two touchdowns each against the Browns in week one? Point for each. Adam, I'm going to shout. Um jump straight in with Delaney Walker because Correct. everybody forgot about him and Derek Henry got a big massive screen that he took for a touchdown. I'm going to guess he got another one as well. Correct. Yeah, Those are both correct. Delaney and Henry both got uh, a t- two touchdowns each. Uh, we're fast forward on to week two. Uh, what number appeared in the clouds above Nissan Stadium against the Colts? Uh, Adam. Yes. So uh, a number nine for Steve McNair. It was Steve McNair after just after his t- jersey got. Secondly, which big man caught a touchdown pass during this game? Oh. Can I go again? Yeah, you can. Neil. I mean, go uh, on, Neil. Questenberry. Correct. It was Questenberry. Yeah. David Questenberry. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Uh, week three, the Titans lost to the Jags on a Thursday night game. But how many points did we score during that game? Miles. Yeah, Miles. Pretty sure it was seven, wasn't it? Correct. We only scored seven points against. Was it seventeen-seven? It was. Yes, correct. Good memory there. And I still have nightmares. Blinder. Yeah, it was the worst game ever. Uh, if you think that was bad, uh, week four, we went on to the Falcons, where we did win. But who had the second most receptions against them for the Titans? In the Falcons game? Yeah. Um, if you get this, I mean, fair play to you. Adam. Um, yeah. Dion Lewis. Correct. It was. <laughs> no way. I will give you all the points in the world if you can tell me how many yards and how many catches he had. Uh, six catches for minus three. No, I don't so know. <laughs> One catch for four 60. Catches. So close. Four catches for four yards. The guy was oh, perfect. <laughs> a bigger Dion Lewis stat uh, than that. Uh, in week five, we lost against the Bills uh, and we lost against them 14-7. But what was the Bills' record after that win? Neil, uh, f- oh, five and zero. Oh. It was not five and zero. Oh. Miles, I had four and one. Miles, 
four and one is correct. So really a loss against them didn't seem so bad in hindsight. Uh, we went on to week six, which was against the Broncos. Uh, obviously, we got shut out in that game. But in probably the only bright spot, from my opinion, who got the interception for the Titans? Adam, I'll have a guess. It's, it's a guess. Uh, Jayon Brown. Incorrect. It was not Jayon Brown. Miles, was it uh, Evans? It was not Evans. Go on, Neil. You may as well have a guess. Take us out of this. Oh, God. Uh, trying to think. Uh, I don't know if I'm bothered thinking. it. <laughs> Um, Ty Smith Incorrect If it was that would have been amazing It was Kevin Byard And he returned it for 20 Yeah You know when you just assume it's the obvious answer Yeah Yeah, you all were overthinking it I love it Uh, Week 7 Week 7 was against the Chargers uh, In which a couple of us went over for But Brett Kern fake punted to gain a first down but who got those needed yards on that play and on the reception? Miles. Yeah, Miles. Oh no, I said Kevin Byard, but it's not right, is it? Because he frills it. Um... That is correct. It was oh. Kevin Byard. Brett Kern threw to Kevin Byard on the left-hand side for an 11-yard gain where they needed eight yards. Equally, on the game or the play that Jesse uh, in a previous podcast said that she thought changed the tide the Titans season the Chargers on the goal line with just a few seconds left to play and they fumbled the ball but who got that fumble Adam yes Casey was it not it was yeah, not big boy Casey recovered oh, I it was what did it? Uh, I'll give you a point because I didn't exactly make it clear I wanted it Neil. to go Neil it were it were Daquan Jones were on it it was not Daquan Jones. Was it Johnson, really? no? I was going to no, say, I lost not. Simmons. Then. It wasn't Simmons. It was no. Wesley Woodyard, who earlier in the game had... Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, week 8, we faced Tampa Bay, and Evans ran all over us as a receiver. Um, but how many yards did he end up with? Each one of you take a guess, and the closest one will win. <laughs> I had him in Neil. fantasy as well, and I was, I was sort of happy. Neil, how many, <laughs> what's, what's your guess we're going for? I'll go 178. 178. I'll go 192. 192 for Adam and Miles. I'm going to say 157. 157. Adam gets the point with 192. He actually got 198 receiving yards against us in that game Jeez. and we still wasn't enough managed to get a win thank god for james winston throwing two interceptions okay. uh week nine uh we lost against the panthers but which two players had a russian touchdown for us miles miles go ahead johnny smith incorrect oh no i'm thinking of a different game Neil, Ryan Tannehill. Neil. Was Ryan Tannehill? And um, who was the other one? 
obvious. <laughs> Is this, are we all free? Is it not just yeah. Derek Henry? I'm, ass- I'm assuming it it's was- the obvious one. Yeah, it was Derek Henry, correct. So Ryan Tannehill and Derek Henry both scored rushing touchdown in week nine. Week 10 came along and we were facing the Chiefs. I'm not going to ask you about that wonderful, block, uh, that wonderful blocked kick there. Um, but who had the most yards in that game? Was it Henry rushing or was it Tyreek Hill receiving? Well, well, Henry went off in that game. I'm, I'm can I say, I've got to say yeah. the big guy, Derek Henry. Hey, Adam's going for Henry. Lads, what are we going for? I'm for the cheater. You're going to go for yeah. Miles yeah. is going for Hill. And yeah, Neil. I'm going to go for I'm going to go for Tyreek Hill. Just, just thinking outside box. Okay, so it's actually uh, Henry. Uh, Henry had 188 rushing yards and Hill had 157 receiving yards. So a pretty close race, uh, but Big Man won it just about. Week 11 was obviously the bye, just in case you missed that amazing Sunday. Oh, you, we... you could have come out with a great trick question there. You'd have I could have. I really thought it was going to be harsh. But what was our record during the bye? Five and six. Incorrect. We are on week 11. So we are uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Five and five. Five and five is correct. That Yes, we were five and five, which I we all would have taken. Yeah. Week 12, another big man scored a touchdown in week 12 against the Jags. But which big man was it this time? Oh, Adam. Yes, Adam. Dennis Kelly. Correct. Dennis Kelly scored a touchdown. Uh, Week 13, we go on to. Um, We face the Colts again in what we classed as a must-win game. But which two Titans got an interception during this game? (sighs) You think... Miles... I'm going to go for the obvious ones just because I'm hoping I'm going to say Logan Ryan and Kevin Byard correct on both of those accounts oh, Kevin Byard and sure. Logan Ryan that was go. that uh, was we- one of the wins of the year quietly that game mm. it felt it felt like it wasn't going our way for a while it felt um, massive yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, week 14 uh, we faced the Raiders and we probably won that a little bit more comfortably than we would have liked to pretend. But in the fourth quarter, who scored a bit of a garbage time fumble recovery for the Titans to put the game to bed? Neil, uh, J.R. Brown. Correct. It was J.R. Brown. What a man. Uh, week 15, we faced the Texans. But how many points did we score against them in the first half? Everyone have a guess. Closest to it wins, I suppose. Can I say zero? You can say zero if you want, Adam, of course. Neil? That was the game. Uh, The fumble on the goal line. You're going to go for ten. And Miles? Yeah, I'm going to say fourteen for some reason, but I don't think that's right. I think 10 drive. 
I think you're both incorrect there. Adam was correct with zero was points. It? Yeah, zero points in the first half where we I all think just I just Yeah, I ignored bit. that game. Yep, best of all. Uh, we went oh. into week 16 in a deep dead rubber that meant absolutely nothing to uh, us against the Saints. And Michael Thomas broke the regular season reception record against us. But how many receptions did he finish up with on that day? Neil, uh, 11. Incorrect. Oh, I don't know. It felt like every play they went to him just so he could get that record. That was on the table, wasn't it? It definitely he went off as well. He had, uh, I'll tell you, he had 17 targets during that game. <laughs> was it 13? Was it not 13? We're right in the middle there with 12. It was 12 receptions for 136 yards and one touchdown. Uh, I think that I think the 11th got the record. I think that's what I was thinking. Okay, yes. yeah, sounds about right. The 11th, <laughs> yeah, sorry, it was a bit of a harsh question. In all fairness, uh, week 17. Uh, this will be another one. Everyone take a guess, and whoever's closest wins. Derek Henry ran up to the playoffs in week 17 against the Texans. How many yards did he end up with? This was. Uh, uh, I'll... I'll say one six five. One six five for Neil. I'm gonna go with two hundred and thirty-three. Two thirty-three for Adam. And Miles. I don't remember it being that high, but normally Adam's quite right. Um, yeah. One six seven. Is what oh, I'm, I'm thinking, getting in your head with that. Yeah, I've, I have one six seven for some reason in my head, but yeah. I mean, Miles, in all fairness, you were eating some fantastic nachos. I don't blame you. Uh, but it was uh, 211, which means Adam gets the point there once again. Uh, he ended with 211 yards and three touchdowns. So, uh, great performance there. Uh, in the World Cup round, uh, what, were we, what animals were the Titans compared to by TB12 before the game? Neil, hyenas. Correct, Neil. They were compared to hyenas in a stupid video. But yeah, if you're going to hang about hyenas, you'll get lions. And well, we're wrong. Uh, in the divisional round, uh, we beat the Ravens. I was going to ask the question about how many yards Lamar Jackson had against us because I didn't think it was going to be as many as it was. It was quite <laughs> a lot. Um, but actually, who had a surprise touchdown pass in this round and who did he pass it to? Oh, Adam. Derek Henry threw a pass to Corey Davis correct that is correct unfortunately our season came to a close uh, in the championship round against the Chiefs but what was the final score to end our team run I don't want to get this right because that would acknowledge that it happened I'm sorry lads I do have a couple of ones at the end just season stats I'll say I'll say 35-21 so close, but wrong. 35-24? Yeah, I got 35-24. Yeah. It's our only field goal in weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in about six weeks. Uh, perfect. Uh, that's our season. But uh, finally, just a couple of ones to not end on a championship loss. Uh, who had the second longest run of the season for the Titans? Miles. Yes, Miles. Johnny Smith. 
Johnny Smith did that in his career. What a yes. run it was. <laughs> and it was one that we all missed the beginning of, thanks to Sky Flash Game Pass. Thank you so much to all of that. Uh, and then, how many touchdowns did AJ Brown end the season with during his rookie year? Uh, Neil, six. Neil, no, not six. Eight? Not eight. I'll go with lucky number 10. It was not 10, it was nine. He finished with eight receiving touchdowns and one rushing touchdown. And that, everyone, is the quiz of 2019 Titans. It was a great season. At least we got three extra bonus rounds from it as well by hitting the playoffs. Um, and at the end of that, we have Neil on five, Miles on six, and Adam on a whopping 14 points. Congratulations. We're all winners. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Harry. Um, Thank you. A nice way to look back at it, actually. I, um, yeah, it. the hope kills you, doesn't it? And it was, we made the AFC Championship game. And if you look back to Denver in week six and Marcus getting benched, you couldn't have, you wouldn't have believed it. I still don't think I quite believe it. And just so much that's positive to take forward out of that. Um, and in fact, it's the biggest problem we've now got is deciding which of our free agents we want to tie down to a contract um, because they've done, they've kind of a couple of people have done too well <laughs> in a funny way. You know, Ryan Tannehill in particular. Uh, so, well, should we, should we get into that? I mean, this is probably the big talking point for the Titans at the moment is, yeah, who, who should we be offering, offering the big deals to? Yeah, it's a it's a hard one, hard one to really work out, isn't it? And it's almost like a flip a coin thing. Do you trust your running back or do you trust a quarterback who had an amazing one year season after probably being a perennial under performer for his last team? Um, I've read this morning that the the Titans are expected at Tannehill. Um, I don't know any terms that they're even discussing. I think I'd be quite comfortable on like a three year term, two year term. Um, plenty of guaranteed money and then if needs we can and, and he has a dreadful next year hopefully not obviously but we can look to draft that that face potentially in the 2021 draft but that's looking way too far in the future isn't it um, I'd love to see we come back as well because Tannehill's game I think predicates itself on having a strong run game as well so really a double edged sword I think if we lose either one we're going to really struggle next year really really struggle it's tricky because you've got if Tannehill's agent is going to want bigger things for him and then a deal that's going to suit the Titans and they him and his his agent they're going to argue that he's earned it so that that's where it becomes tricky um, the franchise tag is going to feature somewhere whether whether that's whether that's him whether that's Derek Henry or any anybody else I don't know um, but it's it's seemingly unlikely that they're going to pay everybody because um, you just can't. Um, so yeah, just the hard decisions are, are going to be have to be are going to have to be made. Um, the the big guys, perhaps, arguably a bigger one, and I suspect there's <laughs> they're going to have dif- difference of opinion on this podcast about 
about Big Deck. Yeah, I think um, it's one of them things where we are probably the only team that should pay Derek Henry. I think if he if he went somewhere else in a in a Le'Veon Bell kind of scenario, I just I don't I do not think he'd be the same player. I just think it's one of them scenarios where the Titans, Titans scheme, the Titans coaches, and Derek Henry's skill set are like a perfect marriage. I think we're we are the only team out of the other thirty two that would maximise the value on giving him a big contract. I don't know if you guys agree. Yeah, I, th- I think I do. I, I, his, I mean, it's always been the case with him. His physical attributes are so ridiculous. Like you, the fact that he's so big and so fast together is so is so unusual in itself, and that he's he's always going to seem attractive to teams. But equally, he can't do everything. We know he can't do everything. He's not he's not a pass catching back that's that's going to be a threat in a, in a different way. You know, we, we know what he can do and he's incredible at it. And yeah, maybe a lot of teams wouldn't use him properly. Um, but as you say, the Titans have figured out how to do it. I mean, I'll, I'll throw my, my tuppence worth out about it. I just, I can't, I fear a world where we don't sign him. And if we, if we let him go elsewhere, I just, there are some that have argued that you just need a functioning O-line and a scheme and you could plug anyone in there. I don't buy that. I think you just, you, he's so freakish and, and so good that you take him away. You've got a much, a much lesser offense immediately. Um, and I don't think there are many running backs that have ever played the game that you could say that about in the same way. Um, you know, Zeke and his big contract was a couple of years back and, whether whether he's delivered as much as Dallas would have hoped, I don't I don't know, um, but that seems to be the the comparison that people are making, and I, I, I'm not sure you can. I don't, it's a it's a weird one because historically running backs have a limited shelf life, and yeah, they're ne- they're never going to be as good in their late twenties, early thirties, generally, unless you've got a Frank Gore or someone who just doesn't doesn't ever stop. But I I just I just think, on the one hand, Derek Henry hasn't had the... Yeah, he's been used exclusively as a running back this season, pretty much. But before that, he was he was behind DeMarco Murray. He was behind Dion Lewis for a time last year. So he hasn't got the, the miles on the clock that others will have of a similar age. Um, but I also think he's pretty tough, like a relatively durable. You know, he, had a, he had a hamstring issue, but ham a minor one and that that wouldn't worry me like he's not had the battering that some others have i i'm i hope i hope he gets he gets a deal that's that's where i'm at um i actually think if you if you're committing a a massive amount of money to a a running back as well he's the type of personality that you would be comfortable doing it with it's like ezekiel yeah i mean ezekiel elliott for me probably the most natural gifted running back in the NFL but he likes other things outside of football uh, and his extracurricular activities have not always been to Dallas's liking shall we say you never hear <laughs> any of that about Derrick Henry he's just a uh, dedicated 
dedicated athlete and uh, and really interested in honing his craft and getting better. So I don't think there's any risk in the character that you're investing the money in. No, totally, totally agree with that. And he doesn't have the uh, Lev Bell was the other guy mentioned in this conversation, and you, you wouldn't have any sort of level of the same level of trust with him that his his off-field antics or his his behaviour, you know, his popularity in the locker room. You know, there, there are none of those question marks about Derek Henry. There never have been. He's he's always been no. a, a guy who. Who seems to ah. seems to want the best? He, obviously, what he wants, he'll want his money, and he, he's he's arguably earned it. Um, but equally, he's he he'll want what's best for the team. Um, he got there was a bit of confusion with the Rich Eisen show he was on, where he said that he, Zeke's deal was the floor, but it got sort of taken out of context. And I think they explained sort of misunderstood the question um, insofar as, mm. and it, yeah, everyone's saying, well, okay, you've. Why? Why do you deserve Zeke money? And that wasn't actually what he was trying to say. Uh, but no, yeah, I, I don't, think, I don't I think personally we're... feel that. Go on, Harry. I was just going to say I can't see him going elsewhere. I don't know if it's just me. Um, but I was, I, I was, yeah. I haven't really looked back on the season since the Super Bowl too much. But I felt like realistically, if we want to make a big push for the next level in the Super Bowl next year, I think we one hundred percent have to have Tannehill and we have to have Henry. Um, I'm leaning towards the, I think that Tannehill's going to get franchise tagged. I can really see that happening. And I think the way that I've been hearing and others have probably been hearing on Twitter and the news, it sounds like that's sort of what they lean towards with regards to Henry. I'm not sure on the rules of a transition tag. I'm sure it's very similar to a franchise where don't you pay him the average over five years or something on a one-year deal? But then other teams can then make an offer for him. And we have like five days then to actually respond with a better offer. And I wouldn't be surprised if we do something along them lines to actually see if there is other teams out there that have the same opinion. Whereas I do they want to take a, a run on someone who is a first and second down back, but realistically doesn't offer that much as a third down. I want to see both of them. Um, it's all about the money being right, but I, I can see I can see uh, us starting next season with both Tannehill and Henry um, leading the line. Um, I, I think in the off season we might have to look towards another. But I can't. What's Deion Lewis's contract at at the moment? Is he still contracted for another year at least? Um, yeah, he's still contracted for one more year. We'd have one one and a half million in dead money, and we'd save about four million on the cap um, right. if we put him. Yeah, be, so, to be honest, I'd bring Bishop Sankey back in. Ahead yeah, of exactly. Lewis. You could draft. You could draft someone in the sixth round. Um, that doesn't. That it almost I mean, goes without saying that we need yeah. to replace Dion Lewis. Lewis, Lewis doesn't actually complement Henry's play. Even on Lewis is what they call a third down back. Realistically, he's not actually the right running back that comes in and helps when it's when it comes to third down back. Because if we've been pounding the ball, and then we're bringing in this tiny guy that you one hundred percent know isn't getting the ball on a run. Like, we need someone who offers a sort of 50-50 chance where it could be another run play. I mean, I'd like to see the off-season when they're actually working on Henry a bit more with his um, third down play because even when he's on the field on third down, it makes teams question. And if he does get the ball, none of them see it coming. So it's like when Tom Brady or Peyton Manning used to have a keeper on a quarterback run. It's like, you just don't see it coming. But when it happens... But again, again there, if, if you... 
that's how we want to use Derek Henry. I'm now worried about his durability again because mm-hmm. if you, if, if you sign into a big deal and he, you're saying you're taking almost every snap, then that suddenly yeah. becomes a concern to me. That's why you, it comes you've with asked... the complementary back. And if you have another back that can do, obviously I'm not saying can do what Henry does, but if you can share a bit of the load, not saying anything like they're doing with like Todd Gurley or anything like that, where they're bringing another back who can do similar roles. But I feel like the important thing is if we're keeping Tannehill and Henry, we need to get a backup running back who can actually offer enough to, because Henry's worked his butt off all season. And with regards to his mileage, he's ran more than most running backs will in a season, especially towards the playoffs. And I do feel like he's going to need that other role with him. But then that comes with what we're going to do with Logan Ryan and all the other guys and Conklin and everyone. It's down to the salary cap, isn't it? And I'm sort of glad it's not my decision to make. <laughs> I think. Well, sorry. No. I, I honestly, I think you've you, I think you've hit nail on you've hit the nail on the head there, Miles. As far as the the compliment for Derek Henry, it, it it's bizarre to say, but Derek Henry is a home run hitter. So. The compliment to Derek Henry is not a scat back. The compliment to Derek Henry is another big back. And mm-hmm. we, we proved that with DeMarco Murray. Whereas, like, as far as how the other team game plans against us and as far as we run our offense, the perfect compliment for Derek Henry is another bro- And I'm sure, like, with benefit of hindsight, if we've got two big backs on field and we've nobody that can come out of the backfield and catch a pass, we'll all be saying, why haven't we drafted a scat back? But our offense just just works differently for some reason. It's 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 quirky in a in a brilliant. Um, and I think like it's the true compliment to Derrick Henry would be um, an every down back, in my opinion. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. We've got fifty million to play with once you take sort of Conklin, Ryan, Hill. Each contracts that are, that are expiring this year and others. Um, it's a lot of money. Like we're acting as if we've got no money to, to sign in players. I mean, fifty mil is still still a decent whack. It's how we structure those deals. I mean, we've just given Bayard one of the biggest contracts that a safety's ever had. We've just given Lawan one of the biggest contracts a tackle's ever had a, a couple of years ago. We just need to work out how we're going to structure these and. and probably work out the conundrum of who do we franchise, who do we transition tag. Um, and that's the really frustrating thing as a fan. I mean, I'd personally like to see all four of those names that I've just mentioned come back. Um, I think... Include... I think... So, well, at least one of them. I think the challenge is, how do you use that 50... Yeah, how do you use that 50 million to move forward? You could, you could easily re-sign all four and we're we standing still. How do you use that 50 million to retain some of last year's team and actually repair the flaws that last year's team had? That's, I think you, the, you could argue in sorry, you could argue in a couple of places that youth and experience is going to do that. So you've got you know, the receiving, for example, AJ Brown will step up. I mean, barring something unfortunate. Um, on the defensive line, the interior, I mean, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Simmons we've just drafted, who looks incredible and has been limited because of his ACL. Assuming everything's all right there, you're going to see a full season from him. So there are various parts of the field you'd expect improvement. We can, we can improve in the draft. Um, OK, we've only got pick 29 as it stands, but 
you know, a couple of couple of decent picks there, which won't cost that much cap room. Um, I can't, but I, I do, I do think it gets harder if you sign if we all all four of these big names, as you say, you you give them all deals. It gets it gets harder. I get that. I think I think it gets harder to improve. I think I'm not saying we're standing still because, as you say, we've got players that can develop. But I think it gets harder to. Uh, To add, I mean, I think we need a premium pass rusher, which you're not going to be able to be in the market for if you're paying Jack Conklin what he's going to want because of a tackle. So for me, you've got a trade-off. How much you think you can improve with that fifty million against whether you think you'll stand still if you spend it all on the current players we have? We can't have our cake and eat it. Essentially, if we if we no, if we sign them all to deals, yeah, we can't yeah, be upset absolutely. if. The big free agents don't don't come. You know, it's it's Correct. one or the other. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised as well if weight gets cut as well. I think his cut casualty is about five million, um, which is fine. Like if we cut him, it's five million that we can spend on someone else, and maybe we do go after Clowney or someone like that. You know, like that premier pass rusher. I think we've all been shouting out for gen- that. For I ages. genuinely think that. That could take that defense to the next level. That maybe just one piece, and I'm not. I'm not saying that it's we're suddenly going to be 85 bears if we get a pass rusher. But I think just that one, that one piece, just to make it just slightly more explosive and a bit more big play efficient, would really push us over the top. I think. Yeah, um, it's okay. Yeah, just you. You want the. <laughs> <laughs> you you want to be greedy, don't you? <laughs> That's the trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and actually, if this if this is like a window for the Titans to have a a crack at at the Super Bowl, it's it's sort of come a little bit unexpectedly. Like it, I didn't I didn't think we'd be anywhere near the AFC Championship game in in 2019. We're starting the we're starting the season well. We're still with Marcus at the start, and it. It looks like you're building for the future to a certain extent, and now we're suddenly thinking, actually, no, we, we're we're decent, and yeah. that that creates yeah. other issues, doesn't it? And it's it's then, do you go all in? Um, uh, I mean, or it, it it doesn't even necessarily have to be clowny. I mean, if you added somebody like Ngakwe, if you add his ten sacks to our defense, we go from like a, a top unit to an elite unit. We didn't have that guy last year. Cameron Wait could have been it, but he spent yeah. too much time on the sidelines. Landry were pretty much ploughing a one-man furrow as a pass rusher and had a decent season, but not a great season. If, if you had uh, an even, not a top-tier pass rusher, but a competent pass rusher to our defence, it would take it on and make it much better and more dangerous than it already is. I did a, a, a mock draft thing on the, the Five Yard Rush podcast. I don't know if you, any of you heard it about, well, it was the week after the Super Bowl. And I ended up picking, it's all a bit of fun, it's all hypothetical, but I ended up picking a cornerback on the basis that a lot of pass rushers were, were snapped up. And I'm sort of thinking, well, if we potentially don't pay one of those four, you know, if it, if it was Logan Ryan that we didn't pay that, but that was partly based on what what there was available. But it makes you think that there were different ways to skin a cat. 
and I think pass rush is the most likely position that we would look to draft, but it depends on it depends on free agency as well. There's a lot lot up in the air. Um, it's I think you something yeah. really good there. Um, when we drafted Corey Davis, everyone was talking about how John Robinson played the draft really well because after that they went on a run of other wide receivers. Mike Williams got taken, I think, at seven. John Ross at 11, was it, or something like that? And then we still managed yeah. to get a yeah. Dory at 17 or 18, um, which would have probably been our picks if we could have done it that way, whereas a lot of people were saying to go for a corner first and then, and then vice versa. And you look how hindsight's a, a wonderful thing, but you look how sort of it's panned out. Corey's not been amazing. Jackson's probably not been exactly what we wanted either, but I think it was between him and Jayon, Jalen Ramsey, was it? Um, I think of the wrong draft here. Um, it's, that's oh, might be. My memory's gone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the corner, like, I, I'm, I'm personally quite happy with it. But like you say, there are plenty of ways to skin that cat. And I think John Robinson will be doing plenty and plenty of mock drafts, working out who above them <laughs> is taking what. And then sort of working out what our priorities are then to do to, to resign. And if he thinks that he can get a mid-round corner, but he can't get a mid-round tackle, then, then the, the sense says to let your corner go and sign your tackle or vice versa. Um, and I think that that will key in quite a lot as well. It depends where the decisions happen by then as well, though. That's, that's, that's the tricky part. <sighs> Who'd be uh, a GM? I think... Uh... I think slot corner as well has become a, a more important position than it, it, it has been in the past. I don't think you can just just stick a guy in there. I mean, we've got probably the best slot corner in the NFL in Logan Ryan. Number ones. Where do you find that guy in the draft other than dropping on a freak pick? Dropping on a freak 29th pick overall. We're dropping a corner who's a natural from day one. Or it's going to be a guy that you've got to develop. I don't think... I think we should put more of a premium premium on Logan Ryan than we should on Jack Conklin, in my opinion, because I just think that that position with a lot of teams having like speedy slot receivers and running backs that can catch the ball underneath and moving their ex receivers inside. I think slot corner in the modern NFL is more important than it's probably ever been. Jack Conklin's just a quick. I mean, we we can't talk all night. Well, we could but I don't suppose anyone's going to listen to it if we go on for two hours. But Jack Conklin, just to maybe finish on, is he, is this as cut and dried as people are making out? Six six months ago, he's copping a lot of flack and it took him, I don't know if it was just the injury and it took a good year to recover from it. Um, But the start of this, this season, he's getting a lot of criticism and, and now he's, no, the discussion is, you know, should should he be paid? And the, the consensus, well, I think the majority think he probably should be. I don't, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's as cut and dried as that. If, if, um, Logan Ryan perhaps ahead of him if if it comes down to choosing. I personally, I would have always, and I, I like somebody else pay. Him. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. It's 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 one of them now that we had the most explosive offense for the best part of half a season. And during that part of the season, Conklin was pretty damn good. And 
I, I just continue the trend of if we want to take all the good things from last year that almost got to our Super Bowl, it's you're, you're signing Derrick Henry, you're signing Tanhill, and you're signing Conklin. The issue is it's a lot of money that you're going to pay someone like that, and I agree with what you're saying about Logan Ryan and how you can then have to have a redraft or replace with someone else. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I don't want another year of Brock. I'm assuming we're hopefully dropping him, even <laughs> though I don't know right towards the end of the year. But personally, it's... It, it's tough. It's it's a lot of money that you're investing into a position that there's an argument to say that there are other people that can play it effectively. But the chemistry that they built that offensive line around Derrick Henry is something that you can't pay, you can't buy, you can't buy. Like Someone might come in and they might play well straight away, but are they going to have the same chemistry that they have with Derrick Henry like we did last year? That's my only concern. I know a lot of people in the, around the NFL are saying, yeah, just sign him. It's, it's, it's a very simple decision. And I didn't at the start of the season agree with that, but no, I'm 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 with them. I'm leaning towards. I think he he deserves a deal, and we should pay him. I think Ryan will be the one that misses out if we want to look at that sort of uh, pass rusher, which I think is more important. I think names like there's Clowney, who's going to uh, cost an absolute fortune. But then there's people like Vic Beasley in that who a few years ago like led the league in sacks and just needs another another chance. And yeah. I think Conklin should be paid personally, but I can completely see the argument for paying Ryan or not paying either of them. I mean, the trouble is, as a player, like, sorry, Adam, go on. Uh, it's a victim of doing so well and getting to the AFC Championship game is that we want to pay all these people because because that's what they've done for us. It's it's like if you're going down the route of like two plus two equals four, for instance, say we don't pay Logan Ryan and then we need to then find a veteran corner or draft a corner who's going to play outside. And then eventually you come into a decision where do we move Malcolm Butler inside to play the slot on a 60 million contract? I don't think that's happening anytime soon. Adoree Jackson's an outside corner. So I think are the moving parts work? I think if you don't pay Logan Ryan, you're going to end up paying somebody else. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. So, no, I agree. I mean, you, you, you will be. You, either way, we're paying someone in that position. And, I mean, Ryan led our team this year in tackles. Um, total. So, I would have no arguments at all if we paid him. I'm just... Yeah. I, I haven't done any mock drafts yet, normally, because I like to have a month away from the... Uh, NFL completely, so I know what I think. But I think pass rushes are our priority, and whichever whichever out of the two means that we get that priority is what I want us to do. Basically, we're not going to solve this on this podcast tonight, are we? No, I just don't want Brady and Rivers. That's all I'm going to say. Don't want Brady. Don't want Rivers. That's it. Do you still want Rivers, Neil? Of course he does. I think <laughs> no. Uh, I think <laughs> just, <laughs> he goes to the last... Colts. I'm hearing. I don't know how true that is. I hope he does. I mean, one one last point on the secondary. I think the way our offense is designed or the way our offense operates, we can't afford to leave it to chance and be giving up big chunk plays downfield. Our secondary has got to be good for us to play ball control, ball control offense. So in that respect, I think Logan rises as, as important as important as anybody. There we go. I wish I wish we had definitive answers that we all agree on. Um, well, I think we all agree that we just want everybody and a, a larger salary cap, and it all to just be be easy. Uh, but but here we are. 
It's it is the off season, so but also we haven't we haven't done this for three weeks or so. We've got to have a the odd gripe, some non Titans related stuff to finish with. Um, Miles, why don't you kick us off? Mostly at random, but you're on the left of my screen, so yeah, there we are. <laughs> um. So yeah, I was I was trying to think. We've had a few weeks. I'm sure there's been lots of things that have probably annoyed annoyed me or excited me as the weeks have gone by. Uh, I love the wind and the rain that we've been having recently. Um, but I think what I've noticed most recently has been uh, annoying me is people sort of jumping on events and suddenly becoming experts. So what I mean by that is, um, my example is that there's a big fight on on Saturday for any boxing fans. If you're always fighting Wilder. But all of a sudden on Twitter and just amongst people, they've all suddenly became boxing experts that I haven't ever heard before. So, like, they wouldn't have mentioned boxing once, but then suddenly, like, oh, no, but if Wilder lands that one punch, oh, and Fury, oh, yeah, but Fury's a natural fighter and he's always... But it always happens as well, and po- politics is the worst, and I'm not going to talk politics because I hate it. Everyone suddenly becomes a political expert whenever there's anything in the news to do with politics, and it does my head, because it's just people trying to get that little light on a, a, like on a social media, someone just going... Oh, yeah, I agree. Or just, they want an argument. Um, so mine was quite quick, really. Mine was just, don't be that person, which generally tends to be the trend of most of my uh, non-time-related, where, like, yeah, if there's an event on, yeah, you can have your opinion. Say, oh, yeah, I want Fury to win, I want Wild to win. If you haven't spoke about boxing for any of the other fights and you're just jumping on it because it's an event that's on TV, just pipe down. If you're going to put a bet on the fourth round, that's great. But don't tell us why it's going to be in the fourth round because you've watched a previous fight where this has happened and this is like just, yeah, do us all a favour and keep it to yourself. I like that. That, that can be linked to being to Titans genu- fandom. Like, because, like no, the Titans make the playoffs and suddenly are playing in front of the audience of everybody and everybody seems to know everything about us who haven't watched a single minute of Titans football other than Red Zone all season. And no. suddenly Patriots think they know so- than we- yeah, the Patriots have got Derrick Henry jerseys already. <laughs> <laughs> They're moving on now, aren't they? Brady's done. They've got to have someone else. Why not us? Uh, <laughs> <I> just... <laughs> nice. So Neil, I genuinely yeah. thought uh, uh, Miles were having a go at me for like an XFL. Then I thought, oh, I was going to. I hate it. I hate it when people come on and they talk about this sport that no one talks. About. <laughs> No, you you've watched the games. You deserve to have an opinion about the games because you've watched them. Everyone else hasn't watched a boxing match before, or they haven't. Yada yada yada. yada. You put the hours in. You deserve it. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Neil, what's your uh, non-Titans related? If you've uh, well, it's kind of, it's kind of kind of back to the XFL. It's actually on BT Sport in this country. Um, the XFL and it's actually a reasonable time as well to watch which is like half past seven eight o'clock on a Saturday night or a Sunday night but I've only got BT Sports because it's free with my, my mobile phone contract um, I haven't actually got it on my Skybox because it's about £30 a month so for instance like I'm a big fan of Vince McMahon's other endeavours as well as XFL I'm not going to that because it's a bit embarrassing for a 37 year old man uh, but <laughs> <laughs> but I love my wrestling and I love my American football and I like rugby league and I like football and I like films and I like TV series. So basically, 
if I wanted to watch all them and follow them to a decent level, I need about £600 a month these days. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I can't record the XFL from BT to watch the day after because I can only stream. So if I wanted that pleasure, I'd have to get it through my Skybox and it'd be another £30 on top of my bill. I mean, God bless Netflix for what you get for seven ninety nine a month. But why can't most sports be like a, a sports Netflix? Yeah, it used to be when Sky started. They just had everything and you got yeah, Sky you can, and you can service all, yeah. all your interests for one, one cost. Yeah. Uh, but if, if you're a fan of multiple things like, like I am, I mean, uh, we've got two young kids. We, we don't get out as much as we'd like to. And uh, I spend a lot of time in front of my TV and... You need an absolute mortgage to, to service all your interest. And it's like the the thing with not being able to record the XFL is really annoying me because I was watching the first game on Sunday, but I was also like kind of clock watching, thinking I best go I best go to bed really. And because I'm streaming it, because I don't want another thirty pound on top of my sky bill. See if I sit up and watch it and be tired at work the next day or I miss it. And it's it's twenty twenty guys, come on. You should be able to service all your interests for one reasonable cost and watch it whenever you decide and that's yeah, these, all i want it, that's all i want these things are getting worse not better though sadly yeah yeah, yeah I've, got... I've always had the argument with this that whenever people complain about on sky for the football but they've also got to remember that there are these people that are willing to pay 40 or 50 quid every single week to go and watch a game and you're investing into what is this entertainment that is just growing and growing and growing and the reason that it costs so much is because they can charge that much so many people are willing to pay it these days that it's just, it's silly now, football. I mean, I know you're on about all the other sports, but I could go off on one now just about football prices, actually, so I better shut up before I <laughs> keep going. But it, it's just an entertainment, isn't it? The, the bigger it grows, the more expensive it becomes, and the more people that are willing to pay it, it's just it's a joke. thing is, it, it's, it gets fragmented. So I'm, like, I'm a big cricket fan, and mm. it used to be that Sky would have all the cricket. But now... A couple of years ago, BT Sport got the away ashes. And I never had BT Sport before that. Suddenly, now now I do. It's like, oh, yeah, they've got the Champions League as well. Okay, I might keep that and pay. Anyway, but you have, yeah, you have, you've got some on Sky, some on BT Sport. Some of it crops up elsewhere. It's just like you have to, even if you're a fan of just one thing, you've got to go everywhere to, to get it. And Yeah, it's like uh, BT have got WWE now. Um and the, the actual service that they offer is really good. Like, because obviously a lot of it's on at two, three, four o'clock in the morning, same as any American sport or American whatever you're going to watch. But the, the actual service they provide is really good. There's like a really concise highlights program if you don't want to sit through it all and it's all there at touch of your fingertips. But I'm still paying exactly the same for my Sky and they've lost that to BT and I've gained nothing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. With you, do you understand what I mean? Yeah, but they they'll they'll go. Yeah, but we've got so many more channels. Well, are you actually? Is is there more on them? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they took they took Kirby on enthusiasm off Sky Atlantic, and they're now calling it Sky Comedy. But I have gained no extra content. <laughs> I'm still watching that one show. It's just under a different umbrella, and they'll sell that as of oh, I've I've stuck four quid on your subscription. <laughs> yeah. 
we could we could go on for hours on on these guys. Yeah, it, it, it all it all keeps creeping up. Um, Harry, what have you, uh, uh, what have you got? Uh, one thing is that where where I've got two real quick things. Uh, one is where I live has been really badly flooded, um, like really badly. So most roads have been shut around where we are and um, our local town Shrewsbury, the, the banks have just flooded all over sort of major car parks and rail networks and things like that. It's just a bit of a nightmare. Um, so just crap in it really. Um, so just feel, feel awful for the people that have been affected and, and sort of hits home a lot more when it's local to you as well. Luckily, we've not been affected too much. A couple of roads have been shut and that, but yeah, it's, it's a bit of a nightmare. So just thoughts go out to them. Uh, secondly, uh, we've just moved house. And what a palaver that is. Oh, my days. It's, it's a nightmare. Um, like, we went to go get keys in the morning. Uh, they weren't ready. Oh, it's just a, like a full three weeks of stress, isn't it, moving house? Um, so, uh, something I genuinely hope I never have to do again. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, it's literally like okay our house is nice obviously we weren't thinking about moving again anytime soon but it'll just be delayed and delayed and delayed and we're only a couple as well i can't imagine how much worse it is when you've got kids always as well and stuff um so yeah we're really blessed to obviously have a roof over our heads and everything but um geez what a palaver moving is and it's just stressful and estate agents are useless and then you have the awkward first meeting with your landlord and you have to pretend like, you know, they're doing you a favour whilst really you're them <laughs> doing them a favour. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's grand, but yeah, just I hate moving and there's nothing fun about it whatsoever. But at least now we're all set up and fair play. Congratulations. Thanks yeah. very much. So Kate's done a, a great job with the house. I've done pretty much nothing apart from set up my PlayStation. Um, and she's done everything else, so, so <laughs> she doesn't listen. Who knows? She might, she might get a call out sometime and be like, oh, I'll listen to the podcast on that board. And she'll get to this point and be like, that quiz is boring, but you gave me a shower at the end. Thanks very much. Um, but yeah. <laughs> no one would have got this yeah. far, surely. <laughs> if you have your lads, like, send us a message on Twitter or something. We'll, we'll find a way to reward you. But yeah. Adam, what's been what's been on your mind? What's your non Titans related? I keep changing my mind about what this is going to be. Just, BT Sports seems to have got got my goat up. Um, just just bringing that up. Um, I have one one thing. Do I talk about my office toilet or JD Sports? I don't know. I don't know. Choose for me. Office toilet. I'm more interested by that than okay. JD Sports. Well, I'm I work in oh, I work in a couple of different offices, but my main one it's just it's a serviced office, and on our floor there's shared toilets with about it's probably ten other offices, and they're, and they're probably all of thirty people share this, and the state of it, and it it's it's got worse recently. So I don't know if there's a couple of bad eggs that just there's just the, peeing all over the floor or worse and like it's, it's been it, I, you think these these are offices this isn't a nightclub toilet or a public toilet next to a car park in a town center these are you no know, nine to five offices like what what is wrong with people 
Like, do do you behave like that at home? Like, you see people dressed in suits going in to use a, a toilet. Are they doing? Uh, what about what must I sound like? I don't know. Have you put up a passive aggressive note yet? That's no, but some but somebody's re- somebody's renamed their Wi-Fi. Stop peeing on the seat. <laughs> like. Uh, that that you can't get more passive aggressive than that, I don't think. Like you're searching, you can yeah. see our oh, Virgin Media Sky or uh, some. You might name it after your company. No, someone's just called it "Stop Peeing on the Seat." Perfect. So who's going for we? And do you have urinals? Uh, well, no. This toilet has there's like a gents and ladies, but there's just there's two traps in the gents. No urinals. Okay, that that was that's where they're going wrong. Maybe, yeah. maybe, but there's still no excuse. Like, yeah. How hard? It's how not hard? As, I was going to say we're making excuses now for him. Oh well, I guess if you haven't got your anals, then... <laughs> yeah, just just piss anywhere. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's about as petty as uh, silly as you can <laughs> as you can get. But but there we go. That's that's what we're here for. Right. Good. Yeah. Good to chat to you guys. It feels like it's Dude. it's been a while. Um, we'll do it again sometime. Um, we'll do a bit, yeah. Some, well, I'll get in touch at Transatlantic TN if there's anything you want us to chat about this off season. There'll be the draft in a couple of months, I guess. Uh, we'll definitely come be podding in the run up to that. Oh uh, yeah, I'm not going to watch that. That bores me to tears. I mean, well, maybe maybe you guys will, but oh, <laughs> watching someone see how high they can jump. Yeah, it doesn't quite. So, and, and and what does it end up proving? Who knows? But there'll be people that will cover that stuff, and I'll I'll reliably use their opinions. I imagine. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know where we'll pod. We'll pod again soon, I guess. But um, yeah, it's been good. Good to catch up, and as usual, tighten up, everybody. Sign up. Sign up.